Welcome to the Hard Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Fomar, and founder of Hard Faith. I've been working in the film and television world for over 15 years. On Hard Faith, we're about asking difficult questions about life and faith in an R-rated world. We release monthly. You can subscribe and share today. You can also write in at info at hardfaith.com to ask questions or to learn about opportunities to sponsor or to be on the show. Welcome to another edition of the Hard Faith Podcast. Today, my beautiful, accomplished, and pregnant wife, McKenna Fulmar. McKenna, welcome to the Hard Faith Podcast. Thank you. McKenna, would you give a little bit of an introduction about your work, your profession, and what brings you today to the Hard Faith Podcast? I was brought on today by special invitation. I know the person that runs this podcast. I'm a specialty wedding and events planner. I own my own business located in California now, because that's where we are. Um, I had the best of ever, brides, brides and grooms all the time. It's pretty fabulous, if you ask me. I also write children's books in my free time. Little low-key, low-stress side project to balance yeah. the crazy weddings. Mechanic published her first book last year. Last year. The Adventures of Marjorie Duckling. She's working on a second book. and some other books as well. Very exciting. Yeah. Published author. Well done. Well done. Um, so McKenna, we, we actually tried recording this podcast at the end of December, beginning of January, and we weren't particularly satisfied with our recording. No. We didn't feel like it was beneficial or edifying to listeners or to the church, and we didn't really know where we want to go. Um, with the discussion. Yeah. I think today we have a better understanding of where we want to go. So McKenna, tell me, you, you said that you just kind of laid on your heart. Where do you want to go today? What do we want to talk about? This is the third time we've recorded this. And the first two really missed the mark. And so I was thinking about what we were trying to say in both of them without, and you know, what is Hard Faith Podcast? What did mm. you set out to do? And I think that a topic that is so hard to cover, there's a lot of shame around it. There's a lot of guilt around it. But I, we know so many people, and we've gone through it ourselves, is the topic of church hurt and what mm-hmm. to do and how to heal and how to not leave Christianity because of it. Mm-hmm. And we talked about our church hurt in both the podcasts we recorded. And both of them were very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of lacked direction in the sense of it just started wandering. And so instead of like going into our whole story and all the trauma we experienced through church hurt, coming into today with talking about church hurt, people who've gone through it, and kind of opening the door so it's talked about and not like judged so much. Because I think it's a really hard thing to talk about. And this is a topic that I think is very relevant. uh, And sadly, a lot of people can relate to church hurt. I think people have varying degrees of church hurt. Some people have extreme examples. Um, Some people have more spiritual and emotional abuse, power abuse. I think there's a lot of different facets of church hurt. Some people too were just dragged to church Mm -hmm. as a child, don't understand what that experience was, why they went, what it meant, what it means today. And I feel like, especially the younger generations, um, that church has become somewhat irrelevant or 
you know, hard to approach. Some, sometimes whenever, I, I've tried a lot of different types of churches in my life. You know, McKenna and I both come from a similar tradition, but I've tried a lot of different churches. And I've also tried to invite a lot of friends to church. And I feel like but whenever I'm thinking about inviting someone that hasn't grown up in the church or haven't been to church in years, decades, it's interesting what you say to prepare someone for this experience, right? Like, how do you contextualize the churches today? Some of them are very modern, progressive, so it's not all that difficult, but we come from more traditional background. Mm -hmm. And so how do you explain the service, the rituals, the pomp and circumstance? How do you explain that to someone that's never been to church? And why do you, and how do you explain why we do what we do in certain traditions or what even church is. So I think that's something that I find difficult engaging with church, making it relevant today, and even inviting people to go to church or even for myself trying out different churches and new traditions. It's like we're told when we grow up that you have to go to church. Mm-hmm. You know, Billy Graham said, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. But the caveat is, is that most Christians do go to church. And I think it's a good thing. We both believe in going to church, supporting supporting the local church. Um, but whenever you have church hurt, I think it's difficult in another level to attend church and to trust the church leaders. Yeah. So McKenna, tell us about Trust Broken. And despite tr- Trust Broken, what do you do today to move towards a church or to still pursue your faith? It's a very long question with a very long answer. I grew up going to all different kinds of churches. Um, my family was very traditional and legalistic. So we, a lot of times, were in a very conservative church area. I went to a big reformed church for most of my childhood. Going into my adulthood, I was on staff at this church. I was there 14 years, almost 14 years, a long, long time at one church. Um, on staff, loved it. I had heard from other people about church hurt and about abuse in the church that I went to and worked for, but I never believed it. And I think that, you know, we get very loyal to our church life. And also, unless something happens to you, it doesn't feel as hurtful. It's easier to just kind of write it off and be like, oh, well, they obviously did something. Oh, well, they obviously are in the wrong. Or, oh, it would never happen to me. And so you don't care about others' church hurt until it happens to you. And I think that's one reason I think we should good to talk about because most Christians, it just kind of gets glossed over and not talked about. And then the ones grieving feel so ashamed and hurt that they can't talk about it for a very long time. And then those people just kind of live very isolated. And so I've heard things like that going on, didn't really believe it, didn't really care to know too much because I was like, oh, well, whatever. On staff, loved my job. We went to get married. We were told we couldn't because I'm a woman. Women can't make decisions without their fathers or husbands making it for them. And so we left. And that was a very painful and hard experience. And that's a very short version of a huge disaster that happened. (laughs) And, um, I've never experienced spiritual abuse outside of my childhood. And so having it happen with a bunch of elders and with a bunch of pastors, spiritual abuse, church abuse, broke my heart. And 
the immense trauma that it caused, I mean, it can't be put into words. I should build them for all the hours of therapy it cost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Here's your bill. Um, and, you know, after, now being on the other side, we left. Um, it was a very traumatic experience for both of us. And I'll say, too, just about the impact of this church. McKenna loved this church. She was on staff, like she said. When I met her, her entire life revolved around this church. Mm -hmm. um, and she was on staff. This was her dream job. We were already talking about burial plots at this church because it's where we wanted to get married, raise our kids, and grow together and die in. Yeah. And so we met, we, put, at we met at that church. We put all of our eggs in, in that, that basket, basket. And, and in that tradition and denomination. Exactly. And we were all in. Yeah. We and had all of our eggs in the basket. We were hook, line, and sinker. It was probably to an extreme. To an unhealthy level. An unhealthy level, um, which is common, I think, at a lot of churches. And that kind of fosters an unhealthy dynamic with you know, the people in authority at churches. I know so many people that have that similar story of ours. Too much faith in people. In people. And not God. Yeah. And then because it was elevated so highly, our entire mm -hmm. lives revolved around, around a single church that was non-denominational. So there's no accountability. accountability or other churches like it to mm -hmm. attend. And so it made the falling so much worse because... Mm -hmm. We held it on such a high hill, a city on a hill. And it disappointed us so far that whenever we went into the valley of depression after yeah. leaving that church, if it was it was a really tough season. It was a very tough season. And I think a lot of people have this sadly in common with mm -hmm. us. They go to the same church, their family's church, single tradition, and either they get personally hurt mm -hmm. or let down or disappointment or spiritual, physical, emotional, sexual abuse, and they get extremely let down and they feel like it's God letting them yeah. down. And it took us a long time to differentiate the two. Yeah. I think with spiritual and church abuse, they're different, but they're very connected. I had spiritual abuse most of my childhood. I had church abuse when we left the church. And so when you have church abuse, it feels like God hates you, or at least it did for me. I was like, God, where are you? Why would you let the people that are representing you, they're in your name here. Why would you let them do this to me? I haven't sinned. I've done nothing wrong. Why would you let this happen? And it felt like God just completely turned his back on me and that he didn't love me anymore, which was, you know, shattering. And it's something I really had to work through. And your know, spiritual abuse is like that in a sense, but it's different because it's like, oh, well, God won't love you if you do X, Y, and Z. God is used as a tool against you. But I really grew up always thinking that the church really not didn't speak for God, but God would never let anything bad happen to me there because it was church. And so it's really hard to come back from that and not leave the faith. It is. And daily... We were just talking to a pastor friend of ours Today. that has his own church hurt story. And I, you know, it's almost cliche to even talk about church hurt in a podcast because it's pretty much what everyone's talking about. Deconstructing their faith, leaving the church, questioning the church. And so we're not 
trying to just dogpile、yeah. on this conversation. But we're we are actively trying to heal, pursue Christians, pursue church, pursue Christian communi-、mm-hmm. community, and it's one of our like New Year's resolutions is to be active in a Christian community and to pursue church and make Christian friends that we can share our life together with, especially in our new home here in、mm-hmm. California. And so we're not just trying to dogpile、yeah. on deconstructing our faith or the church. And yet, too, it is a very important topic and a very relevant topic. I would say even inspiration for this podcast was a podcast about church hurt and church abuse,、mm-hmm. which is the Mars Hill podcast from Christianity Today.、Mm-hmm. McKenna and I listened to that podcast every week. We were like, every time a note was dropped, we were like, <sighs> and it was really. Powerful. There was a certain podcast, but it was it was really powerful for me too because it dealt with the tradition in which I converted to Christianity.、Um, I had gone to Mars Hill back in the day, right after seminary. It was one of the first churches, the first church I think, or second church I was a member of and participating in.、Mm-hmm. And like McKenna said earlier, whenever other people are going through church or, or spiritual abuse, it's easy to dismiss it to say that they did something wrong.、Mm-hmm. Or they were immature in their faith, or they're just trying to be retaliatory、yeah. today and just want to hurt、yeah. others or the, or bring down the name of the church or Christianity. And I think that podcast did a really fair job of listening to people in power at that church, listening to both sides of it, but also showing the gravity of the situation. That spiritual abuse is extremely detrimental、mm-hmm. and is actual abuse. And it's very damaging to your relationship with God. And so today, we're still trying to figure out what is the church,、mm-hmm. who is God, what is our relationship with God, which churches are safe, which churches aren't safe,、yeah. and how do we heal and still pursue and trust Christian communities, Christian leaders,、um, with without getting hurt again. Yeah, I think there's a time after we left that. We didn't go to church for a while, and then we'd go, and I would just cry in the parking lot, and then we would go, and we'd sit there, and we'd leave halfway through. And so it's nice to be able to go to church now and not cry. I take that as a huge like progress, but still, like I I don't tithe to church. I tithe to nonprofits that I know and trust because I feel like okay, well my money's safe there. It's a process. And I went to seminary, so I have a lot of friends that are pastors, and you know, in church government, church structures. And I've always said that I think the hardest job in the world is to be a pastor because you are often propped up to be in an unnatural position, to be the voice speaker of God. And people look to pastors too much, especially I would say in celebrity pastor culture, they. Look up and almost worship pastors to an unfair example where the pastor can do nothing but fail,、mm-hmm. and some churches are better than others at trying to protect the pastors or create systems in which keeps their pastors healthy versus becoming prideful or arrogant,、um, or you know unhealthy in other ways. And I would say that of the churches I've been a part of, which. Are probably about ten different churches. I would say eight of those 
churches I have attended don't exist today or the pastors no longer are pastors. And sadly, it's a really, it's a very common occurrence that pastors get defrocked or retire or step down because of personal failure or because they have disappointed the congregation. And so I have a heart for pastors and people trying to evangelize and spread the word and bring positivity and light to the world because I believe that the church is the bride of Christ. It is a necessary part of thriving as a Christian. It's a Christian community where we can talk about spiritual matters and not only be fed milk, but be fed spiritual food. And we can grow in our faith with others and study the Bible together and hear people's thoughts and opinions and theology on the Bible as well, trying to understand it and apply it to our life. You know, I, I've been part of denominations that I, I know have hurt a lot of people and churches that have hurt a lot of people. And I too kind of dismissed the outsiders or people who no longer went to those churches because I just thought, you know, it's like that, what Christians often say, they were like a wolf with sheep's clothing. They were amongst us. They benefited from the experience of going to church. Then they left the church and bashed the church. So, you know, I think a legalistic kind of crueler Christian would say, well, they're just a wolf in sheep's clothing. But no, these are, these are these lost sheep that Christ himself in his parables went after. He left the other 99 and he went after the one lost sheep. And we don't lose sheep. We kick sheep out of churches. And I believe that whenever a brother or sister leaves the church or, you know, you're in communion with them, reaching out to them and asking why they left and checking in on them as they heal will make the church feel less like a club or a clique, but more of like a loving community, which is what I think the church is called to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish I had done that in churches I was a part of in the past and whatever church we're a part of in the future, I believe that kind of mindset and heart set is important because we're not just adding numbers to our club. We're trying to love others and make sure that they're okay and that they're healing with the Lord like we're trying to do. Yeah. We learned so much. It's been a tough couple yeah. years. But there's so much that we've learned because of it. Yeah. That I never would have learned. I'm sure. I don't learn things unless I've learned the hard way. It was extremely humbling yeah, to be humbling. spit out of a church. Yeah. That gossiped about terrible things said about you that weren't true. Very it was humbling. humbling. Yeah. And I now also have a great empathy for the unbelievers that look at church and only see it as an institution that hurts people or have caused wars or hate spread hate in the name of Christ. I have great empathy for people who feel that way because I've seen a very ugly side of church. And I know there's a lot of churches out there that have hurt a lot of people. And I don't want to be part of that. I want to be part of the loving community. And we're constantly looking for churches that are on that same mission. There's got to be a few. There's got to be a couple. <laughs> McKenna's pregnant. We're looking now and thinking about raising our kids and what church and domination and... All the things. All the things. Because 
you know, the, the very best thing that ever happened to me was coming to Christ. And it's amazing to share that love and passion with others in a church community. And there are thankfully healthy church communities. But for those listeners that have also experienced church hurt, what advice would you give McKenna to people listening to this podcast that have gone through something extremely damaging like you've gone through? What advice would you give them to move forward, to heal, to hope again, believe again, trust again? What does that look like for you? And what would you recommend to some of the listeners? I think something that I look back on and be like, oh, I really should have done X, Y, and Z. I think that I had too high a view of people in authority at the church I went to. I held them at such high regard and they're people, they're sinners, like, like we're sinners. I do things all the time that I'm like, oh shoot, I should have handled this better. I should not have done this. I should have done X, Y, and Z. I, so I think that I had this huge high regard that, oh, they would never mess up. They would never do anything wrong. But obviously they do because they're sinners. We're all sinners. And so I think that we we have too high of, you know, an esteem for these people in authority. And I think that there's people in authority who really like power. <laughs> and so I think we should be careful of who we elect, just like we do for everything. And I think that going forward, if I ever was in a situation like that again, and just, you know, going to church again with pastors, with elders, with deacons, I'm just like, you are a terrible sinner, just like I am a terrible sinner. And I can listen to what you say, but it's not from God because you're not Jesus. Mm. And not to feel guilty when I disagree with you. Mm. And that's like, okay. I think mm. that's pretty healthy. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. So how are you daily pursuing God? What do you recommend to people who find that difficult? What are some baby steps people can take to overcome the hurt, to heal, to hope again? I had a friend of mine go through something very similar and we talk about it. And she said she had to read the Bible in a completely new translation because she grew up reading it in a certain translation. And then, you know, she had a horrible traumatic experience and, you know, she went through something very similar. And now she has to read it in a completely new translation. And it's like reading it again for the first time. I think that's a great, I'm really hooked on the ESV. So I don't really want to sweat. <laughs> it's a great idea. I think to keep praying, even though it's hard and to not be afraid to tell God how many because I think if you don't, where's that anger going to go? And God can handle your anger. And he's angry too. And I remember realizing that, oh, God, at least God didn't do this. I mean, as Reformed people, God, we know we believe that God, you know, controls the things, so it kind of is, but if not, <laughs> I, but <laughs> it's confusing. But even though terrible things happen, God is angry and grieved too. Mm. And making that, like breaking that apart and not putting God with the church was like a moment for me. But then it's also really hard going back to a church because it's just hard to not be suspicious. And I have no idea how to recover from that. Mm. But here we are. Yeah. 
I think there's some peace too that, you know, right now we're looking at different churches. We've attended a certain church that we're going to most regularly, but also we're in this Bible study right now through a great mm-hmm. ministry in Hollywood. And it's sort of like our church right now. Yeah. Um, it's a couple hours long. We pray for each other. We read the Bible. We memorize Bible verses. And it's kind of our church right now. It's not what we grew up in, especially McKenna. No. Um, it's not what I studied necessarily in seminary. It's sort of like a home church. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of different facets of Christianity. Just because you don't like the tradition that you grew up in, or you don't trust the church or a church body or governance because you were hurt, I don't think it means that you can never find a safe place amongst Christians again. Hmm. That's my hope. I think that's very good. Yeah. And because I, I have found that. I haven't found it often, but I've been blessed mm-hmm. to have found that in pockets of churches and Christian groups and ministries and just other believers. And I hope this podcast is a safe place for people to share their doubts, their frustrations, their church hurt. And hopefully we can all heal together and trust that God is also going to heal us and time will heal us and things are going to get better because ultimately in the end things do work out because God is in control and he has a perfect plan for each of us even if that means experiencing severe suffering McKenna almost at the 30 minute mark What are some final words that you want to impart to our listeners and to share about your story? Since we left, I've gotten so many calls from people in tears being like, oh, this happened to me, this happened to me, what should we do? And so it really opened my eyes to an area that I refused to see before. I was just like not willing to look into it. And I don't think that people can grow and learn without talking about terrible things. And so I think there's a way to talk about terrible things without turning it into a bash fest of, oh, I can't believe this happened to me. And that's really what I hope. So we all can come together and talk about it and heal and try and do better for other people. That's great. That's a good final word. Let me ask another question. Gonna put you on the spot a little bit. But what do you wish the church leaders would have done or could do today to make amends for the spiritual abuse that they did to you? I would love, I don't even need an apology. An apology would be great. Now, after it happened, I would love a conversation of, we're sorry this happened. How could we have handled better for the sake of not hurting more people? Because if you don't learn from your mistakes, you're just going to keep on hurting others. Mm. So post-abuse, that's what I wish happened now. Prior to it happening, of course I wish it didn't happen. <laughs> Prior to it happening, I wish that I was treated on the same level as a man. I think that I really got thrown under the bus because of my gender. And that is not right. <clears throat> um, so I wish I was given the same respect as a man would have in the same situation. We were told that you know, what happened wouldn't have happened if I was a boy. Um, And I also wish that I wouldn't have cared as much. I don't like what I said before, because 
they're sinners just like I am. And what they say is not God saying it. And so I think I would have handled it and it wouldn't have been so traumatic for me if I would have kind of had that kind of mentality going in because it was, it really shook me up. Yeah. Thanks for your honesty and sharing your heart and your struggle and your pain. And I hope that it helps someone listening today. If you've experienced church hurt, reach out. You're not alone. You're not alone. It's okay. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to the Hard Faith Podcast. Tune in next month to hear our next guest. Please subscribe and share.